my mind and our minds, as you man, it's our job to make you happier. That's the reason for getting up in the morning. Yeah. Anything that we do on, on, on your behalf is like, I want to make you happy. Do you want me to do this? Okay, I got you. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this, this is The, the Real show. show. Yeah, baby. Glad you're annoying about all the food that I've hit you. You should be grateful. You're still going on about that? Yes, because I was being a good wife. She's been saying that she wants us shredded by summer, but she's feeding me burgers, pasta. On the weekend, uh, not we, on the weekdays. Okay, fr- Friday's not a weekend. <laughs> okay, that's wrong. We went out Friday night. We had a few drinks. We danced a little bit. Didn't get home till four in the morning. Next thing we knew, nothing was open. We didn't really feel like eating, making any food at home. The only so thing McDonald's that was open was, was McDonald's. <laughs> but guys, do you ever feel that where you go out on like a Friday and then Saturday and Sunday both feel like Sundays? Because that's what our weekend was like. Well, no, Saturday felt like Sunday. Sunday felt like work. We worked all day today. I don't know about you, baby, but I was out well, all day on Sunday working my butt off. Don't know about me. All right. All right. I was on the road all day. But anyways. <laughs> I'm loving it because spring is definitely in the air. It's nice and warm this weekend. Uh, hopefully it'll last and all this crazy white shit we have around our house will melt. And, and that's not disappear. sad. That's freaking snow. Yes. It was uh, a great weekend. You know what? It was good. the first weekend for like five, six months now that we've had cold. That was actually nice. It was like... 16 degrees. Absolutely. It was it was great. I had the sunroof open, the windows open. It was nice. I just wish I would have washed my car. It would have been that much nicer. Nice. <laughs> but I don't know if I mentioned, but my name is Roger, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Nina. Yeah. We are the Head Over Heels Show, baby. <laughs> yeah, we are, baby. <laughs> Today, we have an exciting guest. We have to cut this little intro short because it, it went a little longer than planned, but I mean, when you get that much good information, it just... No, we, we have, just we have an amazing, amazing guest on. Today's guest is... His name is Andre Parody, And we had a little conversation beforehand where he told us a little bit of it, about his life. And this guy grew up like, as a kid, he felt like an outsider in his own family. And then he learned, that helped him like learn to observe people, you know, their, their personalities and stuff like that, just by being an outsider looking in. And then later in life, he, he went into like ballroom dancing, which led him to the fucking Chippendale stage. Yeah. 
Talk about beautiful life that he lived. Yeah, talk about a stud, Chippendales dancing, all this stuff. And the next thing you know, he's he's dancing for superstars like Michael Jackson, Paul Abdul, and I don't know. I, I guess all the women that have been thrown at him over the years, it got him to to know, learn about women and learn about stuff like relationships and all that stuff. How to appreciate a woman, how to appreciate a good relationship, and you know what? We'll let him tell you his life story and how how he, you know, he's lived a long and amazing relationship with his wife and what they've done. So without further ado, please welcome Andre Paradis, who is a relationship coach, NLP coach, an educator of effective communication strategies, and a workshop leader and public speaker. He's also a two-time and Amazon, Amazon's number one best-selling author. He's done so much. Absolutely. So that's why we had him on the show. So everybody, I hope you enjoy this episode with Andre Paradis. Yeah, baby. So welcome to the show, Andre Paradis. And um, we're excited to have you. Yeah, we're really excited. No, I'm happy to be here. I like I like the tag team idea. That's I like it. that a lot. A lot, a lot. <laughs> We've been doing this for 25 years. Tag <laughs> team, I mean. <laughs> the podcast has only been a little over a year. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So why don't you tell our audience who you are, a little context about you, who you are, and what, where you, what's your background, and how you became to to be the, the relationship coach that you are today. So in 2006, I'm in San Jose, California, Northern California, on a business, trying to build my business up higher than I could with my knowledge. I meet this couple on the way back, flying back to LA, and the girl says to me, she says, oh my God, you know, when do you next, next weekend? I go, I don't work on the weekend. She goes, you want to come to a workshop? <laughs> Yeah. Of course, I want to come to a workshop. And she's like, you be my guest because workshops, you know, it could be hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. Right. She's inviting me for a weekend. Of course. And then I go, again, it's my life. So what, what's the workshop? Because I agree before I even knew. She goes, oh, it's called Understanding Women. Understanding Women. Understanding Women. And I'm all. Okay. Now, you have to understand because of my life since teenager on, not a lot of problems with women, a lot of opportunity with women. and. Also, funny enough, I always attracted sweet women, like my wife. You meet my wife, you fall in love, like instantly. Like she's just, just a sweet soul, beautiful inside. That was always my history. So what are you going to teach me? <laughs> <laughs> I can teach you towards myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, like, you know. So, so I went to the thing, and I thought it was going to be cute. And I walk into the room by the airport, LAX, on a Saturday morning. Oh, last thing I want to do, but... I said I was going to go. I walk in the space, and there's 400 people in there. Oh, wow. And I'm all, ooh, this, something's going on here. This isn't going to be cute. Like something, there's something it's here real. that kind of, it's real. It's, there's something. Workshop through. At the end of the workshop, my brain all over the wall. <laughs> Exploded. Because I realized that by then, was married. We had two little babies. I have a, we had a baby and a toddler. Um, we're doing great. I'm not looking for this information, you know. But I realized in that workshop, not only did I know zero about women, what's more scary that I do nothing about my wife. Right? My my brothers and sisters all have married two and three times. I have my baby angel, my girl, I have my girl, and I know nothing about her, how she functions, how she operates, what she thinks, how she processes, why she takes things personally. Mm-hmm. Houston, you know, so my brain. You know, always curious. 
uh, not wanting to be a statistic just because I didn't know. That's insane for my brain. So I went into the company, took all the all their curriculum, all the stuff they had to offer, and started assisting the workshops. And of course, I became a workshop leader. Like I was became I'm a teacher. Right? So it was no brainer. And that's how it started. Like from there, uh, I could do training. And then Dr. John Gray, Mars and Venus, Shanti Felhan, Love and Respect in the South, uh, Dr. Hester Perel, who is now famous at the time she was. Love her. Yeah. I know, right? Like, like intimacy, relationship, like all that shit's another layer in relationships, right? How do people, and then right, the, the one that kind of put all the pieces together, Dr. Pat Allen here in Los Angeles, she's a family child, uh, family child marriage counselor in Los Angeles for 44 years, I had her own class. So she, I'm, tr- I'm trained by a therapist. I'm not a therapist. I don't want to be a therapist, but I guess she's one of the big notches of my wheel. Yeah. So at one point I was doing both. I started this business because people kept asking me, like I'm the guy that people would just spill their beans on. I, at, my, I, the, at the car shop, I'd have to close the door sometimes because people start crying in my office. Somehow they would just tell me, like men and women, like, you know, I was the, I'm the auto shop guy and people are crying at my desk, right? Like, oh, excuse me, let's close the door. You know? <laughs> so then of course my friends, so it became the, my, the machine of my business. And so I ended up selling, having to sell because both business exploded. I had to sell my successful car business in Los Angeles to do this only. So sure. phase three of my life, you know, 2009, we kind of launched this. And so now I, this is what I do. I help men and women understanding the relationship dance, you know, in our cultural, what's happening in our culture is making things almost impossible with the idea of equality. And I think you're probably going to want to go there with me with why I say this, yeah. but, you know, factual, factual, the lifestyle, the way we raise our cultural pulse right now is making love dynamics almost impossible to attain and almost impossible to sustain for the people who are dug into the culture, believing that equality is the key. And it's not. It's true okay. that you say that because we are, we've been doing this relationship podcast for about a year and a half. And we've noticed a lot of people coming to us and asking us pretty much these kind of questions saying, how do you build a healthy, fulfilling, long-term relationship with all of these new um, gadgets, new life, new information that we, we're overloaded with information, right? Yep. So how yep. do you sustain a long and healthy relationship? Even right? starting a relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's too easy to swipe right for the next one. So I know. Next one, so I, next one, I, I know. So my clients, you know, I do men, I work with men. I do a lot of men's work, which is a fantastic part of because men are confused and men don't know. Men have been shamed as being masculine in our culture. And women are like, where are the men? Well, you keep telling them they're toxic. You keep telling them to go away. You keep, say, you keep telling them we don't need no man. Yeah. They, they would get the hell out of the way. And now you go, where are I the men? I see that well, a lot now. Oh, oh these little TikToks and Reels. You don't need a man. You want him, but you don't need him. But it's like, wait, since when? We do, Of course we do need men. Yeah. Of course men need women. It's, it's just. You crazy, but you don't want them. Yeah, it's all straight up. But I mean, the culture says you shame men to be, you know, out of being masculine. You don't take, you don't, you don't lean in, you don't compete, you don't push through, you don't fight. Oh, that's all toxic. Well, then you end up with a bunch of noodles sitting on the couch or in the mother's <laughs> in the mother's basement playing video games till thirty. Yeah, congratulations, that's working out really well, you guys. Absolutely, no. I agree. And now, and then we we empower women, which is great. It started out being trying to give women choices. You know what I mean? Like choices, like you could be a mom or you could be a CEO. Good yeah. for you. Fantastic. That's not what's happening anymore. Mm. 
it's now 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 the the, the listen, my assistant is 27 years old she's a she's a millennial she cannot say out loud which is what she wants she cannot say out loud that she wants two kids and a family they they attack her why is that girl, girl we need to talk Dude, you know you you like all twisted in the patriarchy and you know marriage is slavery and kids will just ruin your life and you know you're better than that and she's like shut the fuck up I want a wife, I want a life, and I want kids. That's I'm a woman, and I want to live my life. I have a client who said it perfectly. You know, you could take the business lane, or you could take the love lane. And she says, I want the love lane. I want to bring kids in, the, in this world, and I want to raise them with all the love that I have. And I can't do this if I'm a CEO. I want to be one of those absentee mothers. I'm not doing that. You know, and so if I want that, then I have to understand men. So I'm going to go and learn about men. That's how this started with me. And then with that, and I get understanding how I get in the dancing relationship. Look, the dancing relationship, just me and my wife all in dancing. Nice. My entire life. So that's that requires learning. That requires, you know, stepping on each other's toes in the beginning. But this this is not just this this doesn't happen, right? And the metaphors for dancing relationships are fantastic because relationships, real relationship, when you bond, you connect, you commit. It's not disco dancing. Don't touch me. I do my own thing. Don't touch me. My own bank account. We live together, but no, don't tell me what to do. I, this is disco dancing. And that's that's fun, but it's not very satisfying. Or it doesn't really build anything. Mm-hmm. Ballroom dancing, a marriage, a commitment, and then getting it together and making that work with all its you know, subtleties and sometimes difficulties. But to get invested and to make that work it's called learning how to freaking ballroom dance. And in the beginning, it's clunky. It's uncomfortable, right? You step on each other's toes. And I'm going to tell you, being that guy, I've been there. If my leadership is loose, she instantly has to pick up the slack. It's instinct. It's instantly. The moment she doesn't know what quite how I'm leading her, right, she'll take it. Because you're doing it together. You're doing it together. But it's also, if, if, if I'm in, you know, the, in the relationship is different because it's not as rigid as a dance couple is, right? There's a lot of flex in a relationship of give and take and negotiating. But in this dance, if the moment my lead is soft, it, she's instantly insecure because she doesn't know what's happening. So she'll stiffen up and try to help me. And this is when I get the elbow to the face or the <laughs> knee to the groin because I'm loose. She has to take it, and there's a kind of a uh, like urgency to it, right? Yeah, same in relationships, same relationships. If the guy doesn't lead, she can't follow, right? And so men who learn to not lead anymore because it's toxic, you know, women are like, well, why would I follow him? He doesn't know who he is or what he's doing, right? Kind of thing. So we kind of dismantle the basis of how people come together, and we wonder why it's complicated and not working. Well, there you go, right? It's already complicated, men and women, because we're so different. We flip that and think we're going to come together backwards. Eh, eh. So that's what I'm helping people do, kind of going back to nature, not the 50s, right? Women always like, so you want us to like dumb it down? I'm like, is that what I said? Yeah, you got to be careful. (laughs) There's a system here. I never say that though, but they they go right there. They're accusing me of being, you know, that's not what I'm saying. There's a modern way to do this. Yeah. Right? And you have to learn it and negotiate it and know how to communicate your wants and needs to form the dance. Like by the time you see a bottom couple glide across the floor and you go, wow, it's such a beautiful thing to watch. And it looks so easy. There's a lot of practice. 
Well, that's what we get. That's why I love this metaphor that you just said. Actually, I'm going to start using this. The, the relationship, the ballroom, you're together. You you start. The the other one is the disco. Is the disco dance? Yes, you're yes, apart. Yes. You're apart. This is mine. That's yours. It's my space. That's your space. Well, that maybe it doesn't work like that. And that's why people tell us all the time. It's so beautiful to watch your relationship, um, you know, blossom. flourish and blossom all these 25 years. Is because we've been doing that. It's because Boom. we're putting the effort. Both Boom. of them. Yeah, exactly. Look so at this. What, this would say, what would you say to a couple that's been together a long time and they've kind of drifted apart from a from bottom disco? You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And, and they're they're separating, they're 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 starting to resent each other and move apart. How would it's you get in my world? It's always <laughs> it's always the same thing. Like big more or less. What happened is, you know, we don't as human beings, we don't like confrontation. We don't like to fight. We don't like to start some shit. We don't, don't, don't. And obviously, you know this, right? As a male, we're not made to fight with our women. Mm -hmm. We're not built for that. We're built to protect them. You know, so in, in any, in most arguments, you watch a couple fight, she'll run him over. And he's going to choke. He's going to shut down, right? Because we're not made for that shit. Mm -hmm. And we can't think of, we can't feel and think at the same time especially when we're upset, where you can't, right? So you'd be in an argument and you go, so blah, 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 blah. And how do you, what do you think about what I'm saying? And he'll say to you, how many times, really, a right-hand man, I don't know what I'm thinking. And you're like, how the, can you not know what you're thinking? Because when he's upset, he can't think. That's this true. That's why he has to go to the caves. That's why he's got to disappear. So in an argument, he loses. Yeah. So he knows in an argument, he loses. So he won't start him. He will avoid them. He will shut down. He'll get quiet. He'll go away. He'll get in this car. He'll leave anything but to start an argument. Yeah. So he doesn't want to talk. That's his way of solving problems, to not make it worse. Exactly. Not make it she, worse. Right. Make it worse is the thing. Because he knows he will piss his mouth. She's going to start and he's going to yeah. lose. Yeah. You win and the argument gonna... in your head before you actually do it in person. <laughs> right. So he, in order to not make things worse, doesn't talk about it and gets more isolated and she will feel him pull away from her, which is scary for the woman. She needs to talk about it to feel good about it and find out what the hell is in his head, right? So <laughs> now she's chasing him. The more you chase him, the less he wants to talk about it because he knows now he's going to really get into an argument, right? So, so in my world, it's the trying to avoid the confrontation that makes people fall apart. Mm -hmm. And the confrontation if you know how to approach, I, I, make, I teach communication dynamics with men and women because we communicate different. Even though we look at each other, we speak English, and you hear the words I'm saying, we're not communicating, right? Because we, we speak differently, we listen differently. It sounds insane, but if I, you know, if we had time, I could teach you what it looks like. We don't communicate the way each other understands. So we're constantly miscommunicating. And we think, what the hell is wrong with her? Well, that's for oh, sure. We, we talk about right? it all the time. I all have the time, stories right? in my head about what he's thinking. He's got stories in his head about what I'm thinking and doing. It's 100% true. So, again, confused, upset, you know, bent out of shape. You don't bring it up. He's going to lose. He's not going to make it. So he pulls out, not trying to make it worse. She goes crazy because now he feels him pull out, goes after. Anyway, so all of these things in my world happen because we have expectations. And when they're not met, we go into assumptions. And now we start blaming each other for shit that we've never talked about. 
that we don't want to bring up because we don't even quite know what the fuck is going on. Excuse my French. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse yeah. on here. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, right. But like, so like nobody's understand how we get so kind of out of kind of crooked. But again, he won't talk. It's you. And so expectations and assumption. So I teach my, you know, my couples, especially when, because that is a committed you know, that is committed and people have a lot of stake and if they have children, you know, they're going to fight for it. And I love that because this, <laughs> there's not really enough investment for them to go, oh yeah, it'd be nice to know how he's thinking, but I don't really care. You know what I mean? The, the, disco, the disco dancing. The disco dancing. So yeah. to get this, in my world, there's two, ballroom dancing, disco dancing, and then slam dancing. This is when people just hook up. There you go. Right? They don't even care about each other. It's just come together, you know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so so I teach them really like how do you how do you actually bring something that you're uncomfortable that you can that you're not sure you know where it's going to go that might is uncomfortable right there's a problem here like how do you bring that up you know, respectfully especially respectfully is a big key especially with men and again so another conversation is delicate and tricky and fantastic at the same time when you get it so how do you bring you know, how do you ask for correction? How do you go, this is not working for me? You know, when you do this, this is what happens to me. Can you please not, right? The ladies, especially, when you do this, this is how I feel. Is that what you mean? Is that what you meant to make me feel, right? But we don't do this. We just go, oh, what a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you said that, right? And he has no idea that whatever he said, just, right? So we don't bring things up. So what happens, people start like this as a couple, Right, and the, this little freaking thing—it's not the big stuff that breaks people up. It's the little things throughout the years that keep disconnecting us from not misunderstanding. And this is what happens: that it takes 10, 12, 15 years. This, 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 and the bigger apart we are, the more we have, we don't know what's happened, and we don't even know how to approach the conversation. But we already have freaking assumption about how we got here mm-hmm. because he doesn't talk. Because I can tell her anything, she fucking takes everything personally, and she starts to fight over bullshit. But that's not what I said. That's not what I meant. That's not what I'm doing. But she don't believe me. You see it? Yeah, so all I'm saying, yeah. and, and then again, by the time it gets this far apart, this is when people have cares, and that really that's the trigger of like, you know, I'm out of here kind of thing. Often, and mm-hmm. but people can actually have affairs with this far, and rekindle and fix and re- recalibrate their relationship and build it again from scratch. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Some people because have they look back, they look from outside looking in. When you're in that relationship and you heat it and you are doing those little things over year after year after year, it becomes a big thing and you blow up and you break up. But once you're out there, you look back into that relationship. Yeah. And like, oh shit, I did this wrong. I did I screwed up here. I screwed exactly. up. Exactly. Right? When they see someone cheating on them, they say, Okay, well, I can't believe that you would do that to me. We had, you know, all these years we've been together, but then when you look at the relationship, and you were together. Okay, so the past five, six, whatever years, yeah, we kind of grew apart. The 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 the, the affair was just a byproduct of totally. It's always, yeah. always, it's literally like it's very rare, and it happens because there's people. Some people are crazy, so that's different. We're talking about normal, healthy, health, you know, minded people. Yeah, there's there's it's this it's an elastic. It's like ah, and it snaps. But some people get this. My favorite is some people who will have. Esther Perel work. Some people have three relationships in a lifestyle. Most people do it with different people. 10 years, break up, start again, do the same thing. 10 years, 15, break up. Nowadays, it's popular to have three long-term relationships. Some of my clients will do it the same 
person. Because we change through life, we change, yeah. right? We change what's what's important, what's fascinating, what's exciting, what we value in our 20s is different in our 30s and our 40s and 50s. So by the time you get to your 50s, if you're somebody with 20 years, you're different people. Yeah. But you have to grow together. You have to renegotiate the terms. That they, you know what I mean? Like, like I can't believe we used to think that was fun or yeah. exciting, right? This is so stupid. What the hell's wrong? With, right? So that there's nature will have some of that stuff flex, but you got to keep in the dance, you know. And I think that's what most people don't understand, Andre, is that, that when you're 20s, you are thinking with different mind that you are in your 30s. When I was 20s, I don't want to have children. I children were not in my in my radar at that moment. I just want to have fun with them, travel, have crazy time together. Yep. And then when we had children, we look back, we're like, what the hell are we thinking? This is the best life ever. I, I can't I imagine my life without children, you know? Like like our kids are young teens now. And if we would have had them a little sooner, you know, we'd have a lot more freedom now that we that we're craving. We love right. our kids, but they're, yep. they're they're young teens, they're still in our in our house as opposed You're to still in charge and responsible. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I remember thinking when we have our kids, because like, you know, life changed completely in such an incredible way. People are like afraid of that. They go, oh, well, I'm going to lose me. Oh, no, I can't lose you. You're going to find another part of you that you didn't exist in. You're going to relive your childhood with your children. You're going to do it better than your parents. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps too, Ed. Right? Like, you have no idea the goodies of children, you know, again. Do it right. Do it with a partner. Know how to communicate. Make sure the channels are clear between you two, and then you the channels will be healthy with the kids, right? But I remember looking at my wife at one point because you know, especially when they're little, they take so much of your time. Which is, I just thought it was freaking fat. I love every step of their growth. I love every year. You know, the moment they get to be three and four when they start talking, and then you know, like it's easier, right? Just open the door. They could get in the car, buckle their own seatbelts. Like this whole world, the moment you stop with the diaper bags and you yeah. know, carrying everything in the trunk like you're camping everywhere you go somewhere so the beginning is a lot of little moments little moments little moments of worldly like so much attention but really quickly you get out of this and now they start talking and you know they come back with things and you watch a five-year-old the development in six and seven and eight and they you watch and then you play with them you i became i was with them the whole time i was the, like i was a seven-year-old at chuck and cheese in the tunnels with my kid like <laughs> blah, 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 you know because i was one of them you know what i mean like he, so I was participating in their lives and I got to relive my entire childhood with them. I love that. I love the fact that you're, you're living, reliving your childhood growing up with them. That's exactly what I said in my, one of my Instagram posts the other day. I said, I love the fact that my kids are teenagers now. And I feel like, cause I didn't have my teenage years. I lived in a refugee camp for, oh. for my entire teenage years. So I didn't have that. I didn't know what that meant. I had to take care of my parents, my, my siblings. So now I'm reliving those years with my children and they're like the best years, you know? Oh my God, they're like my best friends. My son and my daughter, they're 13, 14. And I'm living those two, those years and I'm like, this is so beautiful. Like I missed out on it, but I got the second chance. I'm lucky enough to have the second chance to live living. So for those that are not thinking about having children, it's have children. <laughs> it's, not a bird, it's not a burden. It'll give you meaning to your life. She wanted me to settle down in some way. She wanted me to get married or she wanted me to have kids. My answer both, every time was, I don't want to grow up. You I don't want to grow up. I want to have, sure. I do not want to grow up. You know what I mean? That's so, how you grow up, right? Yeah, you get scared <laughs> of these things. And then straight up, you know, and when you've been in a relationship a long, long time, <clears throat> When things start getting, let's say, boring, then you get scared. You're like, is this what my the rest of my life is going to be like? So you start searching for something else. 
And we, we had talked about it one time in our podcast in one of our episodes where, you know, couples like, let's say like us around our age, will end up getting divorced, separating. And then you'll see them going off and having a great time with somebody else and the other person. And you, you look back and you think, why the hell would they like that with me? So <laughs> I think what it is, is you got to like that spark. You got to do it with that person first. And if it doesn't go well, if you find that you're still not happy, then okay, fine. You're, you're probably sure. growing out of each other. Sure. But you got to at least try to put the effort into it. Yeah. Go from the disco dancing to the ballroom again. Right there. Just take it a time. Right? That's yeah. worth the investment, right? It's your lives forever. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't believe how many couples or women and men come to me, but it's the women more so, honestly, because women, women are they want the help. Well, they want they're responsible for seventy percent of the asking for divorce. Women pull the trigger, pull the plug. Okay, more than men. Men don't pull the plug very. That's well. what I heard before too, yeah. because men are Absolutely. gonna pay for it. They're gonna stick around. <laughs> yeah, they want, the man will man will just stick it up because of the commitment for the children for the like lifestyle. What the hell is she gonna do without me? She's she's no idea how. Oh, whatever. So, but so, but women typically are unhappy. To long enough, they pull the plug, right? So, and they, how many times did I hear this? How many times did I hear this? Like, what the hell was I thinking? What the fuck was I thinking? You know, a year later, two years later, when she's done being mad at him, looking back, going, he fucking did everything. He was a good provider. He was good to me. You know, we had problem communicating. That's what I teach. Everybody's got problem communicating because we're built differently. We understand it. We support everybody. Right. But she goes, he was a good man. Now he's got a young woman who has everything that should be mine. (laughs) They have a new house. She has a new car because he's a good man. He's, He's the same guy he was with me. But I just didn't think he was. My sister said, my girlfriend said, you know, you can do better than that. Yeah, yeah. I hear this all the time. Now, for men, it's different. For men, you know, when they have to walk away, when men walk away, it's a whole different, it's not about, it's not about the fact that he's not happy. This is devastating. It's about the fact that he can't make her happy. Yeah. And if he can't make her happy, He's, he's, you know, if everything he does doesn't work for her, if everything he does is a failure, if everything he does is, is a criticism, if, if he can't make her happy, it just takes the life out of him. So well, he would actually. His, it's not his will, job to make her happy, Andre. Well, it's his job to make her, in, this, in my mind, in our minds, as you man, it's our job to make you happier. That's the reason for getting up in the morning. Yeah. Anything that we do on, on, on your behalf is like, I want to make you happy. Do you want me to do this? Okay, I got you. I got yeah. you. So, yeah, what, what Nina's saying is, uh, you know, you're responsible for your own happiness. Of course, of course. So said it in a, in a way that yeah. I, I couldn't make her happy. You got to go make yourself happy. I'm going to go make myself happy. We're going to come together happy. Right. So this again, three pieces, right? So what? Because it happened. By the way, if a woman is not, <laughs> she, she doesn't know who she is. She's not her own person. You know, not not no normal male wants to be part of that because it's too much of a burden. Yeah. So these things aren't even. But when people are married. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they, there is a reason why there. She's complete. He's complete, right? But the default system for the masculine, normal masculine, is make your life easier, make your life easier, make her more comfortable, make her happier, make her because when you're happy, guess what happens, ladies? When a woman is happy, what happens? <sighs> yeah. He's happy. Right. The house is happy. The whole. Girl That's what I'm saying, and we know this. So the more she's comfortable, the more she's happy, the more she's comfortable in the car, the less she works, the more I could contribute, the more I can make her 
relaxed and she's happy, then I'm happy because the vibe between us is good and the house is good and the kids don't run away. And, I, and I'm not trying to hide in the garage because she's so tense mm. and edgy, right? Because you don't have to be angry with each other. It's just a woman who's stressed out is irritating. Yeah, You can't be around that, right? So it could be. This- it's, it's the same thing, right, right, vice versa. Like, I'm of course, sure there's many, many situations where the woman is sitting there trying to do everything to make the, the husband happy. But he comes, he comes home pissed off. He comes home frustrated. He doesn't, he spends all his time in the garage doing whatever the hell he's doing. And she's mm-hmm. spending no time with her. So at the same time, you got like, if the, if the tables are turned, the woman's got to do the same thing. She's got to be able to say, okay. But it's different. This is different. It's a different pace. You know what I mean? If you start making him happy, right? Like in the places that's not your place, which yeah. means if he's not happy with his job, you can't help that. Yeah. Right. If he's not happy with himself, he can't help that. He's got to handle his shit. Absolutely, right. And yeah. what happens when women try to make men happy, they become their mothers, which makes it worse. Okay. You can't do it. Hmm. Only a man can help a man with his men problem. This is when you go, dude, go handle your shit. Talk to your friends, find a men's group, go to the doctor, find a therapist. A woman. But a man will hold himself accountable because when she's comfortable, when she's happy, life is good. Yeah. The other way around, like I said, you know, a man can ruin his life, but like if he can't manage his life, she'll be miserable as well. So it's not her job. She can't do it. He yeah, has to do like, it. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. He has to do it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's another disconnect, right? Women who like decide they're going to fix their man, help their man, put him back on his feet, you know, build him up. Uh-uh, it doesn't work. You become his mother, which kills your sensual sexual energy very quickly. You, you, nobody wants to fuck their mothers. I'm just saying. So seriously, so women over baby men who would decide to get it, they they have like fixer uppers, they call them. Oh, he just needs help. He needs somebody to help him. You're his mom. And and inadvertently, this is always, I hate to say this, but it's always the same story. Some some of your listeners are going to, their heads get exploded and also get mad at me, but it's just factual. Is that when you mother a man in the name of love and nurturing and being loving person, you make him your son. You make him a boy. You keep him from finding himself. You cut. You, you basically snip his balls off, right? So <laughs> essentially, sexually, it's over. Within a year and a half, you're not having sex anymore. And you keep making him comfortable. You're making him comfortable. You flip the script, yeah. right? Like, so because he gets moody because men who have no purpose are moody and anxious and shitty, right? So like, she keeps having to make it up. And inadvertently, this is the terrible part is women who are loving and giving and actually over-calibrated in that, the, the sexual life, the personal sexual life, sensual is gone, and he, sooner or later, has another girlfriend somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, I, I said that all the time. You can't, he's not having sex with you, you're his mom. Yeah. But yeah. he's still a male, he still has a hormones, he still has testosterone, and even if it's a boy at heart, so they do this, right? You pay for everything, He's a musician. He smokes a joint. He spoons a dog. When you have your two jobs, you go, girl, right? Empower women, empower women. These are the guys that are the feminist ones, right? Because they don't want to work. They want you to work, and they empower you. And you feel like, my man supports me. He's got a girlfriend of five years. Yeah. It's always the same story. Yeah, crazy. He's not playing with you. That's true. That's true. Just say. So this is shitty, but this is always, again, this is dynamic of life. This is not this, right? I had a... I had a um... Uh, well, a follower, we reached out to us recently and, and say, listen, I've been with my husband for 27 years. 
for the past eight, eight, nine months, we have not had sex. I don't know what to do. I've done everything in my, my power. And I'm thinking to myself, have you, have you really done everything? Because clearly there's an issue there. We have to have sex with your husband for eight months, you know? Mm. So you really got to dig deep and, and find you out. Gotta dig deep. And again, there's a lot of reasons why these things happen. Often, often, you know, we know that familiarity, too much contact kind of kills the energy. The, the only way that the, the a, a, a relationship stays um, dynamic in every way, right? Is you have to keep the polarity going. This is why 50 50 in our culture kills everything. This is why yeah. equality kills everything, right? Because when you equalize, think of two magnets, right? Positive magnets, negative magnets, right? Call them yeah. masculine and feminine, right? Like the more they're polarized, the more they <laughs> snap together. There's yeah. a lot of energy in that, right? Take two positive magnets, trying to get them to touch. You can't even get them to touch, right? They so repel. That's what happens with equality. So sometimes equality happens with life, you know, being together for too long. Like if you take two magnets that are very polarized and you keep rubbing them together, eventually they neutralize. Mm. So uh, sometimes life will depolarize us, right? Too much space together, too much time together, too much like logistical stuff together. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Like become employees, literally your friends. That happens. But again, you have to repolarize yourself. So you have to go back into the dance where the feminine energizes and activates the masculine, right? So some people do all kinds of stuff. Like you go on vacation, right? And you get some space. Often a little space will create a, a new polarity, right? If you spend too much time together, if you don't have your own friends, right? If you're too much time together, you naturally depolarize, and over like the years, it will do this. So hmm. you are responsible to keep that going. So, like right now, my wife—I told you, my wife is in Ohio because the mother is in trouble a little bit. So I'm not going to see my wife <laughs> for seven days. Yeah. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to miss her. <laughs> I miss her the moment she left, but like the longer the week goes on, the more I miss her, the more there's now this, this an yeah. elastic band is pulling. You know what I mean? Now, when she's always here, you know, I have access to her. I kiss her. I grab her butt. I'm always on her butt. Right. But it is language. Ah, so, <laughs> but see, the, language. <laughs> the polarity kind of like softened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the dance that again, apply to that, that dance, create distance with each other. You know, create distant. If, 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 like my wife's a teacher still, I'm a teacher as well, we do different things. When I see her on stage, she puts concerts together, right? Like this last one was like two months ago. And my wife was always with me that I see her as my companion and my lover. To see her on stage, like, like holding the audience and then sort of guiding her students and this whole, she created this magical concert. And I'm like, yeah, she's. That's my girl, right? Like, <laughs> like this, this, like, this, like, oh my god, like, 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 attracted to her in a different way. Like, I could see her from outside of me instead of us together, outside yeah. of me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Same that's thing with me. That's her. beautiful. You but see that's her as the, your own person as opposed to the couple that you are. That's what I mean. So too much of this will kind of neutralize stuff. So we have to find ways to keep the polarity and sort of the more you get to be you, and I can watch you go, girl, man, that's my wife. Do you know what I mean? But whatever, whatever it is, because it could be selling real estate or it could be whatever, right? Like she, she gets to have her own, but like, so it's the part of her that makes her away from me that makes me go, wow, 
like look at her that's my girl you know, and, vice, and vice versa so too much time together too much too much rubbing the you know the magnets together as a natural it's normal again it's nature it's nobody's fault yeah. you got to get in there and toss it around you know some people do all kinds of fun stuff like they do like like they play games you know couples game you know like He's a trick and you're a hooker. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And we just did an episode about that actually. Role, role playing. playing. Yeah, right. Role playing. <laughs> this is these are, this are all games, right? You know, <clears throat> you're, 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 I'm the warden and you're the prisoner. There you go. And he you, you, you wants to, you know what I mean? Like, there's all people like go to a cheap hotel room, you know, and meet her in the lobby like she's a stranger. Or you could do a cheap downtown, you know, skid row kind of stuff because it's a whole different vibe. Or you could go to the Bel Air Hotel here in Los Angeles and you meet the sophisticated woman in the hallway or in the, in the bar, right? Like games, you guys, yeah. playing games that keep sort of like Absolutely. tossing it up. And, you know, you can't settle yeah. into a healthy, comfortable life because, again, you just got to do choices and stuff. So there's, there's, you know, and... It takes bravery bravery to talk about these things, too. Speaking about talking about these things, you you had mentioned earlier that one of your specialties is helping them communicate. So what tricks or what kind of tools can they use to help people out there that are having trouble communicating be able to do so? Boy, that's that's a whole like chapter, right? This is a big part of the work that I do because it's 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 so not obvious. This is why we missed the boat. The way she thinks, the way she processes, the way she interprets your words or your lack of words, your actions or your lack of action, it's a machine on its own. Yeah, right. And but women all communicate in their own way, the same way because they're women. Like the way we communicate differently, unless we don't lose. Don't use many words. Don't use words necessarily. We use a lot more body language. We use a lot more gesturing. We use a lot more doing as opposed to talking about it, right? So, man on man, we have this natural code. We understand. You know what I mean? If I say to you, Roger, you and I, Thursday lunch, 12, 12 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? Up uh, 12, done. <laughs> like when we talk, it's an exchange of data and it's done. Yeah, we don't talk about how it feels. We don't talk about you know, <laughs> there's there's no need for that, right? So it's data exchange of data, whatever kind of data. And when we get together, and it's uh, typically the exchange of data is the cracking a joke, talking shit, and then watching the game, right? Because guys don't talk. Yeah, for connection, we don't do that. They do. So for them, <laughs> we speak directly. They speak not directly. Yeah. So there's always, when a woman says something, this is going to sound terrible, but it's not. It's factual. Data, please don't don't kill the messenger. Men say what they mean. Women don't. Yeah. Not because women, they... Women think they say what they mean, but they don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. Because well, what happens is when you, the way you communicate, we don't understand because you're doing it not directly. So yeah. we actually listen to the words. <laughs> Right, but you're saying <laughs> you're 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 hinting and throwing in the windows, which is so obvious to you and every girl in the room. Right, I'll give you an example. This is ridiculous, but this is like the, how crazy this stuff is. It's how delicate this is. This is how we all get in trouble. She's gonna get it right away. You know, I asked my wife this years ago. I go, babe, you wanna go to movies? The girlfriends are here. 
right? We're making plans for the evening. You want to go to the movies? And she goes, hmm, yeah. I'm like, okay, good. Let me make some plans, right? She's laughing. I go make some plans, and obviously she's mad at me. Well, you want to go to the movies? Well, I mean, well, you said yes. No, no. Every girl in the room heard, hmm, yeah. That's a big <laughs> no. That's a no. It's not even kind of a yeah. It's a fucking no. <laughs> and all her girlfriends heard it, and they don't believe that I didn't get it. She said, hmm, yeah. That's a no. I'm like, no, she said yes. I don't care how she said it, but what kind of bone, tone, like tones of voice, gesture, right, infl- inflections, that's what women <clears throat> listen to, not the words, <clears throat> because that's how they speak. So I'm in trouble because I heard what she said. Okay, get this one, get this one. There's another one. This is insane. And again, this is how we all get in trouble. It's ridiculous. Easy to fix when you get it, <laughs> but no, because this is not how we. All right, you ready? So I. Sitting here on a Sunday, we go out Sunday night is our date night, typically. Not every single time necessarily, because sometimes life happens. Anyway, so I just, I just Friday, just in case you want to. This is Friday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, Saturday is typical for most, but to me, Saturday is too complicated because everybody's out there. I don't want to fight with anybody. Get the hell out of my way. You know, pick any day. But <laughs> anyway, so my wife, I'm just sitting there and She'll say to me at one point, whichever way, and she'll go, hey, babe, do you want to go for dinner tonight? Right? Mm-hmm. So what did I just hear? I heard a question yeah. thrown at me from my wife, my lovely angel, that says, hey, babe, do you want to go for dinner tonight? So I go, hmm, yeah, no, I, just, I, I want to stay home tonight. I'm just like, you know, I got this to finish up. Right? She's mad. Okay, wait. She so asked me a question. I said the question. You're mad at me. <clears throat> you know why? Because she didn't ask me if I want to go for dinner. She was saying, take me out for dinner tonight. Yeah. This was an announcement, not a question. That's how they do it. Mm. And that's how we don't do it. <laughs> These are stupid examples, but we do this all the time. That's why we're different. So we that's why we're constantly different. miss the signals. They speak in hints and your windows. Every girl in the room knows what she just said. And the guy's like, who? Huh? Right? <laughs> and now they're all like, what kind of moron is he? And no, you did. I heard the words. You didn't say the words. You gave me an idea, a hand. You know, not one woman in the world. I guess there's a good reason for this, right? I'm not saying that they don't do this because they're, you know, trying to make this complicated on purpose. There's really genetic reasons for this. It's DNA, like women, DNA, survival. There's a... That's a whole other topic, but that's how we're built. That's how you built, and it's the reason for this. It's called. It's actually grounded in survival. It's the same with us. So the way we operate is is genetic. Okay, so mm-hmm. you should you can try to dismantle this all you want. Please get serious. But so there's good reasons for that, as opposed to so when you understand them, you kind of kind of laugh at it. But yeah, you, you have to learn. But I was going to say like for. I lost it. I had a picture in my head. I lost it. <laughs> Shit, I hate when I do this. Like you're saying, this is how they grew up. They're they're. It's not a genetic. It's it's like genetic. It's it's the genetic operating system of communication. So, like hints in your in windows. Like okay, so you'll never hear a woman say this to you ever, ever, ever. If she's normal, there's, there's some that aren't are normal. You have to say this. But everything when every time I say men and women, it's always a generalization because most normal. We'll react this way, but you will not 
have a regular, normal, healthy-minded, feminine woman ever say to her boyfriend or husband, that color on you looks like shit. Because she, if she said that to her, she would drop dead and never wear that color in front of you ever again. When you criticize her, she changes her forever. There's a stab in the heart with a twist, right? So they can't say that to us because that's, that's criticizing and that's death. Okay. So what do they say? You ready? You get ready? We're going somewhere. And she go, huh? You're going to wear that? <laughs> not? Not? I don't like that color on you. I don't like that shirt. Or, you know, it's not dressy enough for where we're going. Hands and inner windows. Go around your head. So, uh, you going to wear that? Yeah, why? Well, you know, um, you know, what if it gets cold? <laughs> That's all right. I'm pretty, uh, well, maybe like we'll go somewhere afterwards. That, like, you'll get 17 communications, anything, but I don't like that shirt on you. She can't say it. Yeah. It'd Unless he's me and I say it to him, but again, we're 25 years and I'm straightforward. How do I look? Because he's always asked me, how do I look? I'm like, yeah, if I like it, but yeah, if not, I'm like, no, wear another shirt, wear another pants. I'm constantly telling him that. So right. I think I'm good. <laughs> it's like when she asked me if her, if those pants make her ass look fat, I say the pants have nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and how's the rest of the evening? <laughs> I'm just gonna ask. Yes. Boy. <laughs> yeah, okay. there's no evening. <laughs> I heard I heard I heard that communication loud and clear. Do you see it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's hysterical, by the way. But yeah, these are questions I, I say people like I won't, I, ladies, don't ask that fucking question to anybody. There's no right answer for that. It's a it's a trap, you know, because if I tell you the truth, you're mad. And if I lie to you, you know that I lie to you, you're mad again. Like no, it's true. It's true. I there. get mad, but I do don't change. I go change. There. <laughs> she'll so, come out knowing she looks absolutely spectacular and she'll come down and say, How do I look? Why? Because she wants me to compliment her. Of course. She wants me to say it. You know? And again, with that, she pleased you. She's pleased you. You were pleased. You know, she can relax in the fact that, you know, she looks pretty for her man. It makes her feel like a girl. And obviously, you have a girl in your arm as opposed to a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big deal. But we we don't, the, all those details, those finesses, we miss constantly. Because most of the time, a woman will go, you know, she'll be offended. And now she's offended. And she'll spend the rest of the evening like this. Yeah. Ruin the evening because she asked me a question that she didn't want to hear the answer to, and or I, in the, in, the, in 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 the wanting to help her, right? Because by the way, criticism kills women, but criticism men on men is love. Yeah. So we do it to women sometimes, trying to help them because if I care for you, I will tell you because I don't really want to talk, but if I think it's important, I will tell you what I think you should know. Right. So it's an act of love. If I say to you, you know, Roger, you need to fucking get your shit together, man. Look at her. You're fucking up. She's obviously not happy. You're missing out somewhere. Get your fucking act together. Like, talk to somebody. Find somebody. Talk to me. But this woman's not happy. You see it? She's going to, you know, I see it in her face. She's not happy with you. She can't stand the sight of you. Right? What are you doing? Yeah. Now, for me to even bother opening my mouth, I have to care for you. To even get personal with you. Would men hate that shit? Right? Like and get men your business, but if I care for you, I want to rattle you up, and I'm not actually, I'm not going to send you flower. I'm going to fucking knock you in your head, right, and curse at you. Like wake your ass up, mm. dumbass. 
So right? speaking, speaking so of, speaking my, my point, you, my point is just just finish finish because it's important. Yeah. Please hang on the question. Yeah, so yeah. when I criticize, it's because I'm trying to help, mm-hmm. and it's an act of love, man on man. It resonates because you'll go, wow, no, that's and. I know what you're saying, right? Like you'll consider the source. And then if you trust the source, you actually will think and consider it. If you don't, you'll blow it off. Mm. When you criticize her, you kill her. When you criticize her, you break her. When you criticize her, it's the the last straw that breaks the camel's back because she's always criticizing herself in the first place. Don't do it. But we don't know this. So she thinks you're doing it on purpose. Either you're a jerk. You're trying to help, help her, love her, tell the truth. You want to be honest. Big trap, right? I'm yeah. just want to be honest. I can't tell you anything. You're asking me. I can't tell you anything, right? Trap, 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 trap. We don't talk the same. We have different reasons to speaking. We, everything is different. That ha- is essential to learn in order to not keep triggering each other and then start assuming he doesn't love me, he doesn't respect me, he doesn't care for me, vice versa, because he if you care for me, we would never say this. We would never do this. We would never consider this. We would never blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. It's just assuming, assuming what, the, he, what you, you understand what he's saying or not saying and vice versa. And it's typically not the truth. That's not what happened. That's not what he said. That's not what he meant. That's not what she said. That's not what she meant. That's not what he, you heard that. That's not what she said, but you heard that. Anyway, so that's like my favorite part because it's so delicate, yeah. right? But the moment you get it, you can actually start laughing at each other. Oh, my God, I just did it right in your face. Oh, my God. You gotta, what I meant to say. <laughs> right? So that's so, that's part of the practice. Would you say that most of your clientele are women trying to understand men? Yeah. Pretty much, right? Yeah. I feel like that that's what your, your, well, your, uh, your, your course is kind of about. Like you're trying to say, here's what, what a guy's like. Here's how you can communicate a little bit better with the guy's guy. Yeah, but it's like, you know, interesting enough, because women said to me that how come it's always up to us to learn? How come it's always up to us to do all the shit again? How come you, how come he just sits there and, you know, he knows we're in trouble, but he's not saying anything. How come I have to find the answers, right? Like women say this all the time. I'm like, that's not true. That's not fucking true. One second, right? Men do it differently again. Do I mean? What happened is, like men will shut down with this trouble. You want to talk about it with this trouble. Mm-hmm. Two different machines. So you'll talk about your girlfriend, your gay friend, the neighbors, the postman, the girl at the grocery store, right? You, you talk, you have to process it out or you talk about it, right? And women who really get confused with the dynamic will call me or somebody like me to learn yes. because they're in pain. The mm-hmm. disconnect kills them. We're not necessarily in pain. We're not necessarily doing cartwheels, but... We, when things go awry, we shut down, right? And we go in, which doesn't help necessarily, especially with her. So women are looking for this information all the time, looking for help, looking for understanding. Why does he do this? How come I can't get this? I say this, right? Men just go. Yeah. It's true because most of the questions we get on these relationship issues are from women coming to us. Yeah. Speaking of those women, where should I send them to to come see you? I mean, you got to plug yourself <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Tell us. All right, all right. So I actually, I actually also have a gift for you listeners, both men mm-hmm. and women, by the way. I have a gift. This is how I do. So my mission in life is much more. So I help men and women. I help one at a time. I had couples. I have a small group coaching. I have a big group, whatever. But the big mission, the mission, the calling, the God calling, which I used to resent is so big. It's 
to help recalibrate our culture with this false belief that equality is a game. Because equality is good for business, money, and career. It's a kiss of death in relationships. And this could be the next podcast. We're going to talk about it because it neutralizes everything. It destroys relationships. Equality, the way we think about it. Right. There's a way to do this that's not equal, that's complementary, that works. Okay. Equal, equality of work, sure. Equality with money. This equality relationship does not work. You need complementary. You need two pieces. Right. right? So that paradigm. So my job, my passion, my mission is to literally change the cultural pace away from equality and start to understand this Bond. so that we so would have healthy relationship that people can attain and sustain long-term healthy, loving relationships so they have sustainable lives together, sustainable marriages, which means you can raise healthy, balanced children because children need mom and dad to be normal and healthy. They need to create a bond with both to become children who can create healthy bonds with other human beings and create their own family system, right? So as if family systems fall apart, culture falls apart, the world falls apart. I am trying to flip this over. This is my mission. So it's huge. So I'm saying all this because part of the way that I do is I get on podcasts to get people kind of like, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? Right, like sort of kind of light, turn on the light on, on what's not working. We know how it works. We know how to do it right. So I'm offering anybody listening, if anything I said resonates with you, I'm offering a free exploratory call with me. You go to andregoopcoaching.com. It'll take you to my calendar. You could book a VIP hour, 15-ish. It's a little bit more than an hour because this is a personal conversation. We peel the onion on what's not working in your life. Either you're men and women in your relationships, what you want that's not happening that you struggle with. What's not working? What is it that you want? What's the dream? And how do I help you get there? Now, whether we work together or not, because I offer you what I offer, right? It's up to you. But in that call, we peel the onion into, and you'll get this. Every one of us, <clears throat> we don't get out of childhood unscathed. Every one of us between today to five and 11 get kicked in the head by life. And what happens is the injuries of our childhood, we all have them, more or less. People have different, terrible stories, but everybody, nobody gets out of it unscathed. And what happens is we'll make decisions as little children about ourselves, mm -hmm. about people, about life, and about the world. And those lenses change the way we see everything and affect everything that we do from that space. So that call, we go right into your circumstances, what happened to you as a child, the decision you made in life, things you forgot about, by the way. We forget about those things. I was seven years old. Mm. Mine was five. I was five years old. I don't belong here. People hate me. I'm a mistake. This is how I started my life. Right. Is it true? Fuck no. Yeah. At the time, that was my reality, right? That became that's how all I knew. That's all I knew. That's, yeah. We all do this. So that call, whether we work together or not, will peel the onion. On, because women say to me, you know, they come to me in pain. I'm lovely, I have money, I have a career, I have a car, I have a wife. I have... Nobody wants to date me. Nobody likes me. Men don't like me. Men, why, what's wrong with me? They're in pain. They're terribly in pain. You know, That call, we peel the onion into what happened to you, where, there it is. And now often it's circumstantial, right? A little girl who doesn't have a father, doesn't feel safe in the world, so she has to become her own man and grows up a woman who's masculine. Not her fault, life. You know what I mean? So that call alone, 
like I said, is a gift because in an hour and an hour and a half or an hour and 15 or so, we'll find out that there's nothing wrong with you. You could let go of the what's wrong with me and kind of question what you'll know what happened where that has you turn out this way. And now from that place, you have a choice. I can help you, find somebody to help you, but you you know, you know, you know there's nothing wrong with you. That that's just liberating in itself. So that's my gift. So where do they go again? What's the um, the website? So it's it's called AndreGroupCoaching.com. We'll take you right to my calendar, AndreGroupCoaching.com. It's just a landing page I created. My <laughs> website is projectequinox.net. Equinox, E-Q-U-I-N-O-X, Project Equinox. Right. Equinox, the Equinox is the perfect light, the perfect place between day and light. Balance, men and women, get it? Ooh, yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. So Project Equinox. I have this, I have YouTube videos on that. This channel is being rebuilt, so this limited right now, but this YouTube channels have a lot of blog article stuff. This uh, you'll see a lot of um podcasts on there as well. So you can spend the afternoon on my website just to see. Right. Find out what I'm up podcast to. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Find out what I'm up to. And I do man on man podcast. I have a podcast actually in Toronto in your senior city. Uh, a man what's his name? Dr. Vibe. He's got a podcast called Men and Masculinity, directed at men, young men who don't know how to be in the world because of our culture. Yeah. So interesting for women to listen to that shit because listen to men talk about men problems and what, what they're going through because men don't talk. <laughs> when there's trouble, they stop talking. You don't know what's going on with them and you think they're shallow. Ladies, get this. This is someone drop a little bomb. I love doing that. A lot of women think men are shallow because they don't talk. Nothing could be more untrue. Roger, mm-hmm. right? Men say like this. Men say like this. I don't talk because I'm thinking. <laughs> We're always freaking thinking. We're always in our heads, which is makes you feel disconnected from us energetically. You could sit next to the couch with a guy, right? And he's somewhere else, you think. that like He's not talking to you, so he's not connected to you, so you might as well go sit somewhere else. You just think. Not talking is actually how you know, he gets to be physically present. Mm-hmm. anyway so hold on another layer of so men don't talk because they're shallow men don't talk because they're thinking more so than anything else sometimes we're not thinking but that's the recharging of the body it's different so don't assume men are shallow don't assume men don't talk men, men assume don't assume men have no feelings for christ's sake it's the exact opposite they're just <laughs> we just keep it to ourselves yeah it's another survival mechanism because it's too vulnerable it's dangerous I love men. I love men with all my heart. This is why there's one. <laughs> this is why there's one next to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not that hard. So when you when you were saying this uh, um, this gift, you want to give to how we present yeah. it. Somebody gets one phone call. What? Yes. Yeah, so it's just like you just go to, on the calendar. Go to that landing page. Book a time and place. You know, my so a, a day and time that's Any open other. because Anyone. my schedule my schedule is nuts. So I can't even keep up. So yeah. whatever whatever's open will show up. Click a time, it'll go right on my calendar, and then I'll send you a Zoom, my Zoom link to that person, and we'll get one-on-one like this. Perfect. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have that on our, our show note as well as on the um, on our socials. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. You've been amazing. Thank Keep you. doing the incredible job that you're doing for everybody out I, there. Yeah, that's that's the mission. It's so Next much bigger than what it is. But before yeah. you, what other, what other channels do you have? You have an Instagram, you have a YouTube I have Instagram. Instagram. Instagram is at Relation Dynamics. Yeah. I have a Facebook, of course, uh, Project Equinox with Andre Parody. That's my page <clears throat> and my personal, but Andre Parody. Yeah. Um, 
I don't do Instagram. I mean, I don't do um, um, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I fuck that. Excuse my friends. <laughs> fuck Twitter. Um, so yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, and then um, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. So you can, and if you Google, it actually, it's interesting. If you, people are interested, if, I just realized this a few weeks ago. If you just go podcast with Andre Parody on, on on Google, yeah. So go see what I'm up to, and I'm not trying to take anybody back in the '50s. I'm not, but there's a natural, natural modern way to do this. And this is what I'm teaching to get people back into relationship, people back in a dance. So first, so they're happy with in long-term relationships, but they also have happy families and children. Right. That's that's the legacy behind all this. Right? We have to start back. We have to get back here. Yeah. That's what I'm up to. Thank you very much. It's been fun. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you what we, we have. have.